for gold. I'm Ryan Burrow. The Summer Games in Tokyo are less than 60 days away. The International Olympic Committee holding meetings this week with IOC President Thomas Bach not wavering that the Games in Japan will happen. Just like the athletes who are preparing for these Games with so much concentration and focus, we are also getting ready for this final sprint. He has promised at least 70% of participants will be vaccinated in time for the Games. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen expressed optimism about the safety of the upcoming Games. The signal from the European Union, uh, 100, more than 100 million doses of vaccines have been authorized to be exported to Japan also is a strong sign that we support um, uh, any preparation for the Olympic Games, um, Games and the safety of these Games. The National Olympic Committees of several Asian nations, including India, Bangladesh and Pakistan, have pledged to have their athletes fully vaccinated in time for the Games. But the Japan Doctors Union warns the International Olympic Committee and the Japanese government have underestimated the risks of inviting 15,000 athletes and tens of thousands of staff, crew and media. They're concerned over potential spread of a so far undetected coronavirus strain. Japan continues to deal with its fourth wave of the virus, Osaka, saw its highest count of new daily cases this week since the pandemic began. Much of the country is under an emergency order through June 20th. The U.S. State Department has even issued a level four do not travel advisory for Japan, the strongest do not travel order available. Despite that announcement, the U.S. OPC is moving forward with plans to send American athletes to the games. They sent out this statement, quote, we have been made aware of the updated State Department advisory as it relates to Japan. We feel confident that the current mitigation practices in place for athletes and staff by both the U.S. OPC and the Tokyo Organizing Committee, coupled with the testing before travel on arrival in Japan and during the game's time, will allow for safe participation of Team USA athletes this summer, end quote. There is more pushback from those in Japan on hosting the Games. Japanese newspaper Asahi published an editorial this week calling on Japan's prime minister to call the Games off. The IOC has previously said the decision on the Games will not be based on public opinion. As for the sports themselves, qualifying really gets heated this weekend. Three-on-three men's and women's basketball bids are on the line at a qualifying tournament in Austria. The U.S. men's team had a game-winning shot against Lithuania to get things going Thursday. USA Baseball takes on Nicaragua in their first tournament qualifier on Monday. This week, Mike Sosha named his roster for the tournament, which includes a number of minor league players and former major leaguers, including Matt Kemp, Todd Frazier, Edwin Jackson, Homer Bailey, and David Robertson. All are at least 35 years old and don't currently play for an MLB team. And always a fun thing to see, the Omaha Fire Department turned on their fire hoses this week to start filling the pool for the U.S. swim trials that'll take place the first week in June. On this week's Athlete Spotlight, we had a chance to chat with USA Softball's Kat Osterman. She's the senior-most player on the team, and she came out of retirement to compete in these games, and despite the pandemic, has no intention of backing out. She's teamed up with Dick Sporting Goods. We had a chance to speak with her via Zoom. I sp- spoke with Monica Abbott uh, a few months ago, um, tail end of 2020, uh, about the postponement of these games. And and she said when they announced back in March of 2020 that the games were going to be delayed a year, she took a pause. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in everyone's life. Um, You know, you and her are kind of the senior most members on the team. Um, did, Did you need time to kind of think about, you know, extending your career another year and, and a, another year of ramping up to the games or were you full steam ahead as soon as that announcement came? 
Um, no, you know, I expected the announcement of the delay for a year. Um, you know, honestly, once you saw how things were panning out, uh, delaying it was probably the only solution. And so I was expecting it. My husband and I had already had conversations about um, what would happen at that point in time. And there was never a hesitation that I wouldn't continue my career for a year. Um, pulled back a little bit on training because obviously there was nothing in the foresight that I needed to be ready for in the immediate future. Um, so pulled back a little bit on training. But um, other than that, it was full steam ahead and committed to the goal of uh, going to the Olympics. Well, what is, what is driving you this year? What is your motivation when you wake up in the morning? Is it uh, getting uh, uh, more hardware? Is it uh, trying to propel softball to being a permanent Olympic sport? Uh, is it just, uh, you know, maybe uh, going out on top? What is driving you in the morning? You know, I came back to play simply because I felt like I had the ability to be able to help this younger generation get on the top step of that podium. And so for me, every morning I'm going to work to hopefully help these younger athletes be able to experience the ultimate feeling of a gold medal the way I was when I was younger. So it's kind of a full circle event for me. Um, it's not necessarily hardware or anything, but I am very motivated to be the best I can be so my team can um, experience, obviously, the ultimate prize and the ultimate search. Did this year off help or hurt you physically and mentally? Was it good to be able to, to, to take a break? Did you take a mental wind down or did you really ramp up and give yourself an extra year of training? Um, you know, it was a combination of both. I can't say that it wasn't um, challenging uh, mentally, but at the same time, physically, since I had been retired, it gave me a little bit more time to prepare. So it's a combination of both. Talk to me a little bit about this team. Uh, they, they, there are a lot of younger people on this team. You guys have played a little bit. Tell me, uh, you know, what the makeup of this team is, kind of what the vibe is going into 2021. Yeah, this team's super young. Um, they all have some international experience, but still for going over the Olympics, it'll be the first time for all of them. But um, there's a fun intensity that this group has. There's a lot of speed, some power. Um, you know, obviously the veterans and Monica Abbott and I, as you mentioned. So they're solid in the circle, but I think it'll be a fun group to watch. And just a little bit different of a, um, a, an approach to the field from teams in the past. Softball is a sport that feeds on energy. And this is going to be a little bit different of a year with no foreign fans. But from what I understand, the Japanese softball fandom is insane are you looking forward to playing in front of japanese only fans and seeing what this venue is going to be like you know as long as we get to be on the olympic stage i will be happy to be playing over in tokyo regardless if the stands are full or if they're empty so i think right now our uh, our, jo our job is to be able to go over there and compete um and whatever the fan situation looks like is what it's going to look like one the one difficult aspect of this though is no foreign fans so you can't have your family in the stands is that is that a challenge is that something that you've kind of struggled dealing with i don't think so i mean a lot of us played in a um professional endeavor this past fall where there were no fans we're on tour right now which is actually sponsored by dick sporting goods and we're able to go and play colleges and some other teams and there's no fans in the stands there either so um, unfortunately, our family will be over there, but we'll know they'll be supporting us. And obviously, we have um, the support of companies like Dix that are able to allow us to prepare in that capacity. What do you think this experience will be like? You did 2004, you did 2008. There will be COVID testing. There will be social distancing. We mentioned the fans. It's going to be a little different, your experience from the previous ones, compared to what your experience here and, and what these younger athletes who are on the team are going to have as far as an Olympic experience. 
it's going to be different, but at the same time, um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit as a team, is the fact that it'll be different. It won't be anything like what I've already experienced. It won't be like what any other Olympian has experienced up to this point, but they'll get to be able to say that they experienced Olympics and they were able to experience such a huge stage in the middle of the pandemic. And what we look like, that, what that looks like, we don't know, but that's going to be something special in its own right. Does 2008 still stick with you? You want to flip that? Uh, I, I, I think there's no doubt you want gold, but is that what's uh, driving you to, to try to flip that 2008 silver into gold this year? I mean, like I said, what's driving me is waking up every morning and hoping to give this younger generation a chance to stand on the gold medal stand. Um, there's a little bit of unfinished business in my mind, but that's not what drives me every single day now. You've uh, you've been involved with uh, with dicks uh, during this, and and uh, you're, you're they're sticking by you heading into to the games. Um, I'm assuming that that's uh, um, a way that uh, dicks provides a, a great opportunity for for young softball players to get equipment, get into the game, and uh, you know obviously progress as as you have over the years. Yeah, Dick Sporting Goods has made a commitment to women's sports and softball specifically, and it's been great. You know, they came on board as a partner of our tour back in 2020. Unfortunately, the tour doesn't look like what we dreamed of, um, but it is um, still growing in a smaller capacity, and we are so appreciative of their partnership because it does allow us to be able to train and be able to tour the way we want and um, give girls dreams and allow them to see, you know what, the equipment we use is uh, capable of being in their hands, and all they have to do is go to their local Dick Sporting Goods. Where can people follow you, track your journey? My personal journey is going to be um, on social media at Kat Osterman on Instagram and Twitter. And then um, Facebook, I have a Kat Osterman page as well. And the team is at usasoftball.com. Um, and I think we're on social media as well. I'm not sure all of our handles for the team, but um, those are, social media is pretty much the biggest way. And then, as I said, Dix is sponsoring us. And so um, they're covering us as well as we go on this journey. What is the next step? Uh, leading up to Japan, you continue this this nationwide tour. Is do you have how many more games do you have before uh, heading off to Tokyo? Um, we have one more leg of this tour. Um, it will meet up on June first in Oklahoma City and come down through Texas, thankfully, which is close to home for me. And then um, beginning of July, we will be heading over and uh, preparing. We'll continue speaking with these athletes in the coming weeks leading up to the games. We'll keep you posted on them, their progress, and what's going on in Tokyo on the next Quest for Gold. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you next week.